is my first time in the new offices of Gibson Sotheby's, and I'm with Teresa David. Hello. One of the vice presidents here. Yes. I love that you are a vice president. It's great. It's nice to have you. So thank you very much for giving me the tour. And I guess we should start here. You made the move across the street now. Gibson Sotheby's is right on the corner of Gay Street and High Street. So walk us through getting used to your new digs. Well, I'm just excited that we have a presence in Westwood. And now we have a superior presence. So Gibson and Westwood was originally back over by Roach Brothers in 2007. And then it moved to next to Camellas, which was fabulous because we could all grab a slice of pizza when we were hungry. And then they have a bowl place moving in. So we had to immediately find a place. And I do believe in fate in my business. And this was available. So they built it out and they did a marvelous job. And I have my own office here, which I like because I can escape my home and come and work in quiet. And we have an admin here at the office, which some of the Gibson Sotheby's international offices do not have that. So we are very fortunate to have Kathy in our office, which is a big plus for me. The other part that I came to with Gibson Sotheby's was I worked for them when I moved up from Hingham, lived 13 years in Hingham. Two of our children graduated there. I moved up in 07, I want to say, and that's when I worked at Gibson over by Roach Brothers. It was right on Washington Street. And yet we had seven offices in Boston and only the little Westwood office. So I went and worked with Cobble Banker for a few years, and it wasn't the environment that was what I wanted to put forward for myself. So I went and worked for three women, Debbie Benoit, Amy Meisner, and Cheryl Simon, Benoit Meisner Simon in Wellesley and Weston. They opened Needham and Sudbury, and it was a great little boutique firm with full service, and I loved it. In January 2020, we had a nice lunch date at the Wellesley Country Club, and it was, oh, we're combining forces with Gibson Sotheby's. Come on. So for me, that was fabulous <laughs> because I live in Westwood. It's your little full circle. And they did try to buy or lease a property in Westwood, and it never went. And they tried to get something in Dover. Bonoit did, and it didn't happen. So this was beneficial to me. So when you say presence now, I truly have a presence. And it is so nice for me because even though the location on High Street next to Camilla's and Arch Orthodontist was so close to my house. That was probably only a mile. This might be a mile and a half. Um, it's just great. So how did you ultimately make the choice to become a realtor? Because it uh -huh. is such a risky business. You know, people who are good at it, uh, they do very well. But, you know, we've spoken that, you know, a lot of times you really on a day-to-day -day basis are quote-unquote working for free until you make that oh, sale, true. until you land a client. So how do you make that choice, that leap of faith that this is the right decision for me? Well, my choice was back in October of 87. I was trading commodities for Cambridge Commodities. He was a professor at MIT and very successful, but the crash happened. And we did call it a crash back mm -hmm. then. So I could not get a job anywhere, anywhere in the financials because nobody was hiring. So when you're unemployed and you don't like standing in line and you're used to making a lot of money, you go into sales. So a friend of mine was going to Greece and he said, get your license, 
your real estate license and cover my listings while I'm gone. So I said, oh, this is great. But it was in Brockton, okay? So I said, okay. And I headed out to Brockton and I worked for two men. It was great and I learned so much. So I was there from, I want to say, 88. So I've been licensed since 1988 to about maybe 91 and I was like the top salesperson but back then the average sale price was 134,000 mm. so you had to do like at least three sales a month if not five and I did love that but I wanted to go back into finance so then I went and I became a financial consultant with Merrill Lynch and did that and loved that and the challenge there being in finance versus real estate was you're selling an intangible asset. So if you're buying a bond or stock, you don't know what the value is going to be down the road. You know, you're just putting your faith in a company based on the numbers and the analytics of it all. Whereas real estate, it's not really selling. It's whether it works for your client's needs. And that's what I really enjoy. So I did like the long-term relationships in finance because you're with them for years, whereas in real estate, once you close, you stay in touch, but mm -hmm. it's not it's the not same. It's not the same, sure. Very um, intense couple of months there, somebody comes right, to closing, right. sure, and the search. And I love the fact that when you look at your ad, it says, it's not your next move, it's your next home. So it lets that person understand that this is a decision that's beyond financially transactional. This is a, You need to find a place that you're going to feel comfortable. Correct. And you know this community and you've been here for so long so as you've right. seen the westwood community evolve how would you assess where it is today there's been so much tumult up and down even in the last 12 months but you know over the last five ten years how would you describe well, the evolution i will say when we were moving from hingham my husband's office is in dedham his sister raised her family in westwood and i kept saying why are their prices so high like they were the same as hingham and we have a cute little downtown back then and we still do Ingham still does and it was out in the waterfront and it was great so we ended up moving and building in Westwood we bought some land from the Catholic Church and we built our first home and what I found was what keeps the values growing is the commute everything is five minutes one side of town to the other to the highway you can get on off you can go the pike you can go the jamaica way you can go 93 it was just you can go 95 you can take the train go yes. over to university oh, right, right or so islington it was just so so easy and back in the day if you were carpooling you know you're on the other side of town or even going to a pediatrician's office or what have you in hingham was at least 20 minutes or 20 minutes to get to the highway here it's five minutes mm. so that is one thing that will be consistent and always stay. The other thing was my husband and I had a total of five children. So two graduated in Hingham and then three were going to go public. We weren't going to be going private because, you know, we had five colleges to pay for and they're still paying for those. But needless to say, we went um, and looked at the schools. So that's where Westwood will always hold its value is the commute and the school so coming from another town my only experience was in Hingham we were told every other year you'll get a good teacher when I came here to Westwood the teachers taught because they wanted to teach not to impress the parents but because they 
loved what they did. You could feel that. And I feel like in any profession, like you love your job, I love my job. But there it was, I had a child who came from a different education foundation, came in in fourth grade, and they put him on an IEP, ramped him up, got him going, and the services were beyond. And then I had one who came in in second grade and she ramped up, and then my one who started here was one of the valedictorians. Wow. So, and yeah. back in kindergarten, in first grade, second grade, they were giving them extra work or they were having them help other children. And I loved that. We also have great, great programs and in integrated preschool. So that's where Westwood's value will always hold its own, but also appreciate. So if you look at different towns surrounding, you really have to say, okay, I got this great value, but where is it going to be? So when I have a client, I'm always thinking, what if they get reload? Or what if they have to move? Or what if things change? Are they going to get what they paid for the home? Or what? And in Westwood, you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, nobody buys a home short term, even though I've moved 11 times. <laughs> get out of here. We have, and that's in the Cape and here. But, you know, my husband built a few homes in Westwood and they didn't sell and we moved into them and they were beautiful. And so I enjoyed that. But I'm happy that we were able to stay in Westwood because, again, it was a fabulous foundation for my family. You deal with the real estate market every day and there are people who are looking at it saying is this the right time to buy is this the right time to sell so what advice are you giving to people these days in westwood there is no time it works out as it should so everything lines up then yes it's the right time sometimes it's not but right now it's all about timing and i believe and this is my little analogy which i'm going to share but i didn't want to because it's not very professional but It's basically get to the dance early. Don't wait for the spring market. Don't wait for the fall market. You get to the dance looking your best, all dolled up, meaning your house is ready and it looks fabulous. And then you leave the dance early. You're not at the dance when all the other girls come in the spring and now there's more competition and you may not get the number you'd get getting there early. So it's all supply and demand. You come on when there's not much inventory because the buyers are still out there. It is actually still very busy, very competitive. But you have to think about your own life. Where am I going? Does this make sense for us? You know, before COVID, I used to say to people, keep your home, move to the city for a year, go rent, see if you like it, and then sell your home. Because a lot of times people move to the city and there's no closet space, there's no dining room for holidays, et cetera. And they say, oh, I wish I had my big home. So that was my advice then. Now you really need to know where you're going. And I will say, after COVID, more people retired early than they had seen in decades. And that came from my financial consultant at Merrill Lynch. His office said they, they had more people retire because at the end of the day, where do they want to be? But the beauty of it now is people are still working remotely, and so they can live anywhere. But they want to enjoy the city. Westwood's where you want to be anyways. You can zip in, you can zip out. Right. For sure. Right. Well, you obviously know what you're talking about, so I appreciate a couple of minutes of time and the overview. And how can people find you? How do people get in touch with you? How do they connect with you? Most of my business is people who know me and referrals, and I will go anywhere for anybody because I treat them like family. And 
my priority in life is my family, but then my clients are my family. And that's how I do my business because I love working with people and helping them find what works for them. And sometimes it might not work, but there's a reason. Teresa.david at gibsonsir.com or Teresa David at Comcast. But I do like the phone. I'm all about the phone and text. It's the quickest response, I think, with anybody. Um, the other thing, too, I just want to say is I'm very hands-on, and that's what sets me apart from others. Whereas right now I have a reload looking in, like, other towns, and all those towns, they put lock boxes on. Whereas here, I like to go and see and, and hear, and it's amazing to me that that's not always the case. But here in Westwood, we all like to be present for our showings and things like that. It's all about your network, communication, your reputation. My husband said that to me early on when I went back into real estate. And that was basically because I was home with babies and he was listing with these agents in Hingham. And they were getting to open houses late, wet hair, like on their phone, reading a book. And I said, I'm going back to work because if they're not excited about these homes, how is a buyer going to be mm-hmm. excited about them? And that's what I bring, a little enthusiasm when somebody walks in, I can point out all the positives of a home. And when I'm with buyers, I can point out the things that they need to know going forward down the road. I love it. Good stuff. So you can reach Teresa, 781-910-9406. 781-910-9406. And uh, thank you so much. Oh, I thank you, Tom. It. Always yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, nice chatting. Mm-hmm.